Or tell me about this place. This It's more than a sculpture, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Carol. It's a, to me, it's a very spiritual place. Uh, as you know, a lot of people lost their lives on that plant, and currently the Newcastle Industrial Heritage Association is building a memorial to the people that lost their lives on the plant, and we want to place it here in Muster Point Park. This place was built by Julie Squires and the men and women of Steel just before we closed. I think it started in 1997 and we shut in 1999. There's a lot of memories on the wall, a lot of memorabilia. And as I walk around the, the, the walls here, I tell the story of the steelworks and how it started and how it begun. When I started there in 1961, there was over 100 mile of railway line on the BHB. My clock number was 67924, and that meant from 1915 to 1961, there was over 67,000 people had worked on that site. When I started there, there was just over 11,000 people, and that didn't include contractors. What does it mean to you to come and visit this space? Because even though this is not a memorial as such, it sort of is, isn't it? Well, the muster point... I can't describe in words. There's a spirit in this place, and the spirit is the men and women of Steel that helped build this great country we call Australia and this city we call Newcastle. I've had people people come here that tell me they get goosebumps on their skin when they read this wall over here where the, the little memorial is there and they, they hear about the people that sadly lost their lives. I was uh, here the other day with a lady that... Um, that uh, sadly um, her nephew got laid off and uh, he committed suicide after the closure. I mean, the BHP was a big part of Newcastle and people should think, what would Newcastle be if the BHP never came to town? In general, do you think the closure of the plant was handled well? You've just referred there to one tragedy and I'm sure that there were others, but in general, do you think it was handled well? I think... I think full credit should go to the unions. The unions uh, negotiated a tremendous package I don't think would, that would ever be repeated. I know the, uh, the Australian Workers' Union uh, worked very, very hard, along with the Amalgamated Metal Workers' Union, to Morrie Rudd, worked constantly to, to get us a package. I, th- I think the company... Um, now, the company in the old days was called Them and Us, because I'm a union man and a labour man, and uh, I come from a long line of, of, of workers. And uh, the company changed its role, and I think they've done everything in their power, I believe, to, to help the workers on that site. There was a company formed called Pathways that helped people look for another job, and the company provided money for people for training. So I, I think it was pretty clean, yeah. Orb, looking around, we're inside the Muster Point sculpture at the moment because it's as big as a house. Tell me about the things that we're looking at. Well, if you look up, up, up high, you can see the whistle that used to blow at the start and the finish of every shift. Across from the whistle, there's the clock. And the clock is set on the, on the time that we finished on the last day. And if you look around uh, the top of the Muster Point, Julie Squires has made it look like the skylight when you used to look onto the industry. If you come down, you can see a, a wall that, that represents the great job that the union's done over the years at BHP. 
uh, with occupational health and safety. Always looked after the welfare of the blokes with their safety because the site was a very, very dangerous, dangerous place to work. As you follow the wall along, you can see a loco with a loco driver and a shunter there. And uh, that represents the railway that was on the BHP. It didn't really matter how much steel they made, it was all moved by rail. And when I started there in 1961, there was a hundred mile of railway line on the BHP. I was there when the steam loco was there. And one of my jobs was to clean out the ballast tanks on the side of the locos. And I was a rivet cook that, that used to put the boilers together. And we're sitting on a step here up one end of the muster point orb with at either end of the muster point the entrances to it are the most beautiful steel gates that Julie Julie Squires the artist has made what's this one behind us though well if you look on that steel gate um, you can see the cutout figures of, of four guys and uh, that that shows um, friendship because the BHP was a great place for friendship. If you had a problem, you could solve it at work. We had our own chaplain, and had our own medical centre. We had everything and, and everyone was a brain surgeon there. They could fix any problem that you had, whether it be marital, uh, anything, whether it was something wrong with your car. Of course, there was always people, the tradesmen, the backbone of Australia, as I call them, and they could help you with your plumbing or roofing or anything at all. We could fix anything at the BHP. Orb, over on this wall we've got a cat and a pigeon. Well, Julie, Julie is incredible because um, one of the things we had was a lot of pigeons there and it was a dumping ground for cats. Now, the cats were never uh, treat, mistreated. We always used to feed the cats because a big place like that um, had a lot of vermin and the cats used to um, keep the vermin down. Also, if you look up into the skylight of the muster point, you can see the cats walking along, along the rafters chasing the pigeons. There's lots of cats and pigeons. Yeah, yeah and another thing that uh, I'd like to point out, Carol, if you look up high there, you can see six shower rows. To me, when I started there, there was seven to ten men to a shower. <laughs> and I tell you when... It, no wonder you all got on well. You had to. Well, I can tell you for a... A boy of 15 going into the shower with 60 men was frightening. <laughs> Absolutely frightening. Up there as well, we've got uh, a deck of cards, we've got cups of coffee. And you can see the sign for the, the ladies' toilet. Yeah. That I, I reckon Julie's put that in for the first lady yes. that came on the plant. You'd hope so. Um, now, I can tell you when the first lady who came to the wagon repair shop, she wasn't well received at all. She was an Italian lady and a poor thing, she had no toilet there, she had to walk nearly a kilometre to the toilet and of course no one wanted a woman in the shop. So for a little while it took a long time for Marie to get settled but gradually she came one of the pals and everything worked out alright. Time is a great healer, that's all I can say. Or right here in the centre, what is this? It's a sculpture itself in the middle of this greater muster point sculpture. Well, that's one of the valves that uh, came out of the works. And if you look around the bottom, uh, those things on the bottom, I, I think they came out of the ore blender for crushing ore. And if you look on the floor around it, that's all iron ore. You touched on this other part of the sculpture uh, right at the start of our chat, Orb, and it's the part that I find most striking, most sombre, perhaps. 
and that is over here where you have an iron rope turned into a Celtic knot. Carol, there's, there's no one can deny the BHP was a, a, a dangerous place. I don't want to go into the accidents that I witnessed, but I can tell you working on the railway it was a dangerous place. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you a little story about a shunter who, who ran ahead of his train to change a set of points over, pushing slag trailers up the hill, and he got his foot caught in the point blade. The point blade threw him to the ground and the slag trailers run over him and cut one of his legs off and nearly severed the other leg. Now, that man, that man worked hard, got rehabilitation and, and went back to work and was at BHP for a long time. There's a million stories out there about people that are getting hurt on that site. Sadly, a lot of people died there. People remember the diver that swam up the, the pipe cleaning the water pipes and got caught because the fan was turned on. They'll remember the two guys in the crane sadly got burnt to death. And this is why the Newcastle Industrial Heritage Association is working so hard to build this memorial to the people that died there. Uh, the memorial is going to cost $60,000. Already we've raised $30,000. The boys from the Newcastle Industrial Heritage, they came over here, they come here every Monday and clean up this site. And then they, they, they look after the site. We, we're very proud of this and we believe it will become a part of Newcastle's history because the BHP is gone and the men and women are still, they still live on. The stories that we, we tell here, yep, there's some funny stories, but there's also some sad stories. One of the saddest stories, um, Carol, as you know, was the closure. People didn't know what they were going to do. People didn't know where they were going to go. People over 50 found it hard to get a job. One of the problems we had in BHP was a lot of people had numeracy and literacy problems. And out there in the workforce, that didn't cater for them. We were lucky enough for the company to introduce numeracy and literacy training. We also had, there's a, there's a department that never gets a mention in the BHP stories, and that was the industrial safety goods or the sheltered workshops. The sheltered workshop site, the first sheltered workshops, was just down here in the park. And what they used to do, the people of the sheltered workshops, they used to go through rehabilitation there. And one of our strongest supporters is still the foreman that used to look after the sheltered workshops, Barry Preslin. The stories that people were injured there and they'd go there, some had to stay there forever. But the sheltered workshops role was to get people back on the job, to give a, a, a sense of well-being, because there's nothing worse than industrial accidents. You see, in the early days, it says today safety was number one. That's later in BHP, like the people in the mines. Safety wasn't even considered in the early days. And, you know, you've only got to look at the people that lost their lives in the mines. I would imagine it would have been the same in 1915 here. This wire rope crucifix and series of crosses that are welded to the wall here are very moving, aren't they? If you read some of the inscriptions on the wall, one of the ones says, what was I thinking? What can I do? We think the two blokes are dead. We can't get to them. Another one on the other side says, they started screaming, you know, calling out. And Julia, what has Julie's captured here is the sadness of the place. We've got a lot of brave policemen, firemen, soldiers, uh, sailors, Navy, 
when you lose your life on the job, it doesn't matter what your job is, there's still your family suffers, your workmates suffer, everyone suffers. And it also, on the plant, it gives a feeling of insecurity. I remember one day up at the slag dump, uh, they tipped a, a, um, a slag pot and had a lot of sulphur in it. And uh, the slag dumper got caught in the fumes and um, went down. And I ran in and got him and dragged him out. I, I won't mention his last name. His first name was Trevor. And um, I pulled him out and, and uh, I got, we got him. He was breathing okay. And the next day I got called over to the superintendent's office and uh, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to get a bit of a pat on the back here. I got the biggest kick in the backside that I'd ever got in my life because um, what I did, I endangered my own life. I could have been two men down and you don't think of that. And, uh, and Trevor is, well, Trevor's gone now. He's, he's gone to that steelworks in the sky, but Trevor and I were mates for years and... Um, and uh, these are things you do on the spur of the moment that can put yourself in danger, you know, especially with gas. I bet you've got no regrets about that, though. I don't. I, don't, I haven't got any re- regrets at all. It's something that people do every day. You've only got to watch... Um, but people... I, I was watching the television the other day and the guys ran in and got a dog out of a burning house. I mean, I, you know, there's no-one loves dogs more than me, but those guys... Tremendous bravery. I mean, you just don't think. You got a man down, and uh, mate, I got into big trouble over that. I really did, and it, 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 it shocked me at the time. But now I understand, because uh, instead of getting the authorities uh, with the proper equipment to go in and get him, it was a spur of the moment thing, and I got him because I jeopardised my own safety, and uh, the superintendent wasn't very happy about it. <laughs>